What's up, y'all? My name's Leticia, and you're listening to Confessions from the Closet, a podcast all about vulnerability and overcoming. It's time we get ourselves unstuck from these boxes and these closets that we've allowed ourselves to be trapped in. We're so much bigger than these boxes we've been in. It's time we go deep, y'all. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another week of Confessions from the Closet. I'm a little bit more congested this week than we were last week. It is my allergy season, and it has been rough. I do not like when they hit. Anyways, I'm I'm on the mend, so we're almost there. Yeah, almost there's happened. a lot of people. Oh, um, Amarillo, everyone in Amarillo is my throat's a little super bit. congested. It's like... 27 degrees in the middle of the night. It was 70 degrees this afternoon. I I don't know how to handle the cold knot, cold knot, and it's dry. And we were in Dallas what last weekend, two weekends ago. Um, and that always messes me up coming, going there, coming back. And mm-hmm. anyways, I'm super congested. My voice is a little bit deeper than normal, <laughs> but I didn't lose my voice this year, so that's good. Yeah, that's that's better than I guess. It could be, considering we have a podcast. I'm glad I didn't lose my voice. Um, we just got done watching the Dancing with the Stars finale. Spoiler alert: We will talk about the results. So if you haven't seen it yet, stop don't watch this. Yet. Don't watch this. Um, I don't know. I feel lots of emotions. One, I know it's about that time. Um, two, we got a lot of we. One, we've had a hard year, and we got a lot of really big changes coming up. And change is, like, literally the scariest thing to me. Like, loss of relationship, change. One, because it makes me realize how out of control I am. Um, so, I, in that, I'm very aware that I start trying to control everything. Um, so, I'm trying to be better about that. Um, yeah, it's just, like, it's a it's a hard year and it's a weird year and it's a challenging year and it's a stretching us year mm-hmm. it is the most exciting year of our marriage. I think we've, we've had a lot of really cool things happen. We've had a lot of really hard things happen. We've grown and gotten vulnerable in new ways. Um, we celebrate our eight year wedding anniversary in two weeks. Um, it has been the hardest. The end of this year is coming. Yeah, it was yeah. the end of the year. I'm praying 2022 is better than 2020 and 2021. We've done a lot of praying. Yeah. Um, Lord, hear our prayers. But I know 2022 is going to be like just a, a year of growth and change for us. And I think that's where a lot of my emotion comes from is that I'm like, for us, this has been by far the greatest stretching of our faith as a couple. We've mm-hmm. had to lean into our faith and rely on our faith and rely on each other and lean into each other through the two losses. Losing someone is hard. Losing someone and seeing your person also hurting is even harder because you want to mourn, but you also want to be strong for them. And even what the changes that are coming, like it's the same thing. Yeah. I didn't mean to get emotional so fast. I already have tears in my eyes. Um, but I was thinking about this a lot today. The bus has become uh, like my quiet place. Nobody else is on it. It's just me. 
kids stay in the house. And I was like, just doing reflecting. I'm going to get through this. I swear. (laughs) Um, Man. You're okay. Whew. This has been a hard year. But if it wasn't so hard, we would not have grown in our faith the way we have. Mm-hmm. Like, it's literally... In the moment we're in right now, especially, you know, today was a hard day. It was like, what the heck? What are we going to do? And then both of us had answers where it's like, you know, this is just God's like way of telling us. And this is God's way of steering us. And sorry. To be about to celebrate our eight year anniversary. We started this amazing podcast with the goal of being a light and um, shedding light on the truth of what it means to be LGBTQ and that you are loved by God and you can absolutely have a Christ faith centered marriage or relationship if you're gay. Um, and being on the bus today, I was just like, man, I have that absolutely have that and we're in this tough moment that's also a very exciting moment after a tough year where it's like man he has us like I don't know what the year is gonna look like I have no idea and I'm terrified of that because I do not like the unknown I like to control things I like to eat the same foods I like to wear the same outfits I am very like habitual I like to sit and drink my coffee in the same spot, read my book at the same time. I'm very, like, my routines, it helps me feel safe. Um, Mm. But I'm also excited because I, like, know that God has some really cool things ahead for us. And it's like, whoa. It's going to be good for our relationship. Um, However. (laughs) Whatever the heck is coming. Um. So I've just done a lot of reflecting today. And then, uh, like last week, I heard about this guy, Beckett Cook, who's an, quote, ex-gay. He doesn't claim to be not gay anymore. He is not a practicing homosexual, in his words. Um, He found God after he'd already been living a gay lifestyle. And he, this youth... uh, retreat or whatever had him come speak about how he was changed through his faith. He's a new vessel. And I've done a lot of like research on him and, and tried to hear his story and, and with an open heart and an open mind. Um, cause it bothers me. And we've always said this, like one person's story is not everyone's story. And his story is actually the exact opposite of my story. Mm-hmm. Like, I have known the Holy Spirit since I was five years old. I have known that voice my whole life. And have there been seasons where I haven't heard him as well? Yes. But the season I heard him the strongest was the season I came out. 
I was the closest to him. I spent the most time in the Bible. I spent the most time praying. I spent, it was just the season I was in as he was opening my eyes to be like, this is who you are. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the opposite for this guy. And on the interviews, you know, they're like, what would you say to someone coming out and, or like parents whose kids are coming out. And he was really careful with the way he answered because the way I received it was like, he knows that's not everyone's story for him. It was his story. Mm-hmm. But what the people who put him on stage are wanting the message to get across is see, you can change. You can not practice being gay. And um, being gay isn't a practice for me. It's just who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. I pretended and tried to be straight, but like, so it bothers me because it's like, I told you this week, I was like, you know, if they can put him on stage, why can't they put someone like me on stage? Someone who, yes, I'm human and I make mistakes and I have flaws. I mean, we had a moment before we started filming where it was just, obviously I had a lot of emotions. You had a lot of emotions. We weren't getting on the same page of filming and we took a 20 minute break. Um, we're human and we're real and it's not all roses and butterflies cause we are human. Um, but we love the Lord and like, God is so kind and compassionate to us and through us and through our willingness to like me sing on stage and speak and do a podcast and you pouring into people's lives at work. And, um, you know, why is the church or whatever, these big rallies who have kids, 3,300 kids, youth, Mm -hmm. which means, if 10% of them are gay, 330 of them, did I do my math right? We're most likely LGBTQ. Um, why can't they do both stories? Because if that guy is living his best life and loving the Lord and I'm doing the same, why can't they see both sides? Right. Why aren't we showing both sides? And it bothers me. Why aren't we letting more people give their testimonies in churches that are like my story? Mm -hmm. What are we so afraid of? It's been three years since I got to give my testimony at church. And it's been bothering me because I'm like, I feel like I need to say it again. And that's what the podcast is for. But it's just like, there's so many people who hurt and don't love themselves. And they're in the closet and it kills me. because I remember that pain and that feeling and that insecurity and as I've worked through that and I'm still we're almost there I still feel that I still feel it and there's still wounds that I'm working through and uh, and then you see new stories and it just like brings all that pain and trauma back up Um, and that's I mean, my whole story, if you haven't heard the podcast, is that, like, God's like, I made you this way for a reason, to share my love and my light with people who the rest of my children aren't willing to go and talk to, to a community that other people aren't willing to go reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote on Facebook the other day, it was like, don't you dare, it was like a meme, it's like, I'll put it in the video, don't you dare 
keep someone from receiving communion. Like it's not this reward. It's a gift. And, and I, I shared the picture and I, I probably misquoted it, but I was just like, we are not the gatekeepers to God and to Jesus. We're not the gatekeepers. We are all under the same blanket. Yeah. We are all made in his image. We are all his. We are all, we all fall short, but my being gay is not that. It is not falling short. Being gay is not equivalent to greed or envy or stealing or murder because being gay is not a sin. Um, Jesus fed Judas knowing he was going to be the one to betray him that same night. Jesus fed him and communion is based around the last supper. And at the last supper, Jesus fed the one he knew was going to betray him. So who are we to say you cannot come and meet with him and take part in this? It wasn't ours. It's not ours. It's his. And it's just been bothering me all week because I'm like, I know I can come off like a total jerk sometimes because I get so pissed off at this. I just think, I'm like, God, why is it so hard for us? Why are people not understanding this yet? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we watched Dancing with the Stars tonight. And it's so lame, I know, but um, <laughs> to really, I'm like to giving this deep talk. But we have, we have gone on, me, we, me. I have been obsessed with JoJo this past 10 weeks. Um, on Dancing with the Stars because, I mean, tonight was like a full circle moment. She's in the finale. She did her freestyle. The freestyle's always the best dance of the whole season. And um, she did it to Born This Way, which was the song she did a TikTok with when she came out on TikTok. And basically saying, like, I was born this way. And uh, it was, it was everything. And I didn't even notice, but you noticed it. You started laughing. You're like, oh my God, that's so cool. They had all these backup pro dancers and the guys were dancing with the guys and the girls were dancing with the girls. Mm-hmm. They were all same sex coupled up because Jojo is the first same sex couple with Jenna Johnson on Dancing with the Stars and she made it to the finale. And, you know, they're like giving her all these, like the judges are saying all this stuff and they're like, what do you, what, what does the mirror ball mean to you? And she's like, it's not just for me. It's for so many people in the world. Mm -hmm. And I felt so silly. I was like, had tears in my eyes because the whole dance, I was just like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Not just that she's an amazing dancer, but like what that moment means. Bruno, who's one of the judges, who's clearly very gay. um, (laughs) He was like, I wish I had you when I was a kid. And I was like, yeah, me too. Mm Mm-hmm. God, how Instead, much? you get the parents that are how not, much? not wanting to buy her, yeah, her bows parents and stuff. who stops buying her product or burned her products that they had already paid for. It was just like, mm, you're burning your own money. Um, because she came out last year, almost a year ago. But to see, 
you know, she came out about a year ago. She went through a breakup during this show, her first breakup. We talked about it last week. I mean, that's a hard thing to go through. She still danced her tail that off. That girl can dance. And she was this positive she light. Is, she blossomed yeah. into herself. She said, you know, when I started the show, I always preach, like, be confident in who you are. And she's like, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I felt that because I was like, yeah, like I've preached that, like, be who you are, blah, 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 on Facebook. And just since we've started the podcast, I felt myself being like, hey, you're not being your full self yet. You're not confident in your skin yet. You're not. And uh, this transformation, watching it happen in her and, and feeling it in me in the past, and we've been doing the podcast, I think, eight months. Um, yeah, it just, I, I related to it so much. Mm-hmm. And her saying, like, this wasn't just for me. It's for the whole community. It's for people to see, like, you can be who you are. You can dance with who you are. You can love who you love. And just be you, and you're awesome. And that's why I started posting the things I post on social media nine years ago, before I even met you. You know, like, trying to be loud and, like, be who you are and, saying that and I still wasn't who I was supposed to be you know I'm getting there but it's why I've always done it it's not like mm-hmm. this like oh I'm so proud and I'm awesome and yay me like that no takes a lot of I'm insecure but it's like you're very brave though I can't live my life thank you not doing what I feel so deeply inside of me and that's to share Like, God did not mess up on us. We are made in his image. Two, as a gay couple who's married. You know, they say, like, oh, marriage is the image of God. Yeah, ours is too, though. Because Mm -hmm. it's there you find your deepest flaws. And you love, like, I see yours and you see mine. And we love each other anyways. And that's, like, the love of God. Like, he loves us with our worst flaws Mm -hmm. he loves us the same and that's what we're supposed to do in a marriage not always successful at that (laughs) um but can you imagine if we didn't have golly um i don't know i'm a freaking emotional mess but You know, we've been doing this podcast for so long and we're in this weird season of life and I just want to reiterate to everyone that's listening, like I've had some crazy episodes in the past since we lost Daryl, like a few months. The ups and downs of all feeling all the feelings we've gone through, you know, the breaks that we've had to take. I just want to remind people why we do this and and what it means. To us, and especially to me, like it is, it's been something brewing and growing that God has been watering and weeding and burying and planting and weeding and plucking and watering and growing for nine years, if not ten, almost ten. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't always get it right, and some episodes are totally in the left field but I think I can reach other people when I go that way that I can't when I go a different direction and um, 
from like a few negative comments of people hating on us and me doing reflecting of like, how do you respond to something like that? And, uh, a friend told me on Sunday, they're like, just bless them. And then I heard Gary Vaynerchuk was like, I mean, I feel bad for the haters. They're so miserable that they want to spend their time watching my videos and then putting negativity on them. He's like, I feel empathy for them. And it like changed my views. Like they're so angry and mm-hmm. sad in life that they are watching my videos and leaving a negative, a hateful comment. Dang. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Jojo killed it. And I felt, I don't know that she would ever see this. I, w- I would love to have her on the podcast, her and Jenna. Um, man, they killed it this season. Our kids were obsessed, especially Apollo. Oh my god, he's so But that funny. last dance, the Prince Charming dance, and this dance, I think, were like my favorite because it was like she dressed in Prince Charming clothes, and it's like you can be feminine and wear a, a suit, and you can be both, and that's how I identify. And um, and tonight, it's just like I was born this way, and just mm-hmm. it was. what you could tell like it wasn't just for her she was not doing this for her she was doing it for all of us and that's how i feel like i'm not doing this podcast for me i feel pressure because i want to reach every single person and make sure they know like you are perfect like you are made in his image be you like figure out who that is bring down those walls that you've put up because of the pain like i'm not doing this just for me i love it and i'm growing in it but i'm doing it for everyone jojo was robbed (laughs) but i don't she won you know i mean she Mm -hmm. didn't have to win she had already won she had already gotten a message across for the past 10 weeks she'd gotten an image that was so positive for so many kids Mm -hmm. and so many adults i'm 34 years old i've been married to you for eight years and it made an impact on my life yeah and seeing her mom so proud and probably the journey as a as a mom like our moms go through you know having just to deal with the people talking about her daughter and yeah no, that that must be heartbreaking. Yeah, this kid who has everything from the outside mm-hmm. view. I mean, she's worth a ton. She has her dream career. She's 18 years old, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But she still had all these walls up. And doing this show helped her pull down those walls and be like, she's not just this. She's not just sparkles and bows and rainbows. She's also feminine and strong and and an amazing dancer and more of a voice for this community than I think she even knew she could be. And uh, it was just, she may have not won. She got second place. Um, But she won. Mm-hmm. She she did what she was supposed to do. And I, if she ever hears this, I'm like, you changed my life watching you do that, you know. 
it seems so silly, but it's not. Yeah. It was. I wish, like Bruno said, I wish she was around when I was a kid. It would have made a huge difference how much hatred for myself I would have Dancing with the stars, period. Doing that, too. Doing that was so But it was, I bet they got a bunch of crap for that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know they did. But even Jenna had said when they started it, she was like, you know, I expected all this hard stuff and all this bad feedback and negative feedback. And she got online and there was so much positive love for them. And getting to see the beauty of the way they dance together and all that. It's just like, that's the same thing we're trying to get across with just like the way we talk and approach subjects and, I add in like our laughter when we're trying to start a podcast and it's like, we're just two people who love each other doing our best to love each other better each day and to be a light and to be a positive image for others that you can have a marriage with like a faith as a center. And yeah, you're going to have some haters, but like, that doesn't mean those blessings aren't going to come and don't let the hate and the pushback and the, Oh, you can never have that stop you from running after every single dream you have in your heart. I always wanted to play on a worship team and I couldn't even sing till I was 22 years old. I mean, I always wanted to marry someone and I had given it up because I was like, well, I can never marry a woman. And then I did. And I was scared I wouldn't have kids. And then he did. And then, you know, it's just like, go after those things that you want, no matter what someone says, because you can't have them. They're in your heart for a reason, mm-hmm. you know? And I, what I believe is that God put them there. My mom would always tell me like, he put the desires of your heart there. Like he knows the desires of your heart because he put them there. And if they're itching inside of you and just ready to get out, just because so many people are telling you, you can't have that and you can't be this and this is not possible and you're gross or whatever, mm-hmm. go after what you feel in your heart. hundred percent. It might not be easy. I mean, we're building a bus and I walked off the bus today and I was like, Hey, this bus because <laughs> my back hurts and it's hard and mm-hmm. it's, but I'm so excited for what it's going to look like in a year but I do hate the process. Like it's not easy. It's a perfect example of life. Building a bus (laughs) is the perfect example of like peeling back those layers that when you're in the closet for so many years, you have all these layers and these walls that go up because you're hiding who you are. And then when you finally come out, you're like, wait, okay, where am I? Who am I? And you got to pull back all these layers and the bus is this perfect example. Like, oh crap, I missed that part. Gotta get that. Let me go fix this part before I can paint it. You know, that's for everyone in general. Too. Yeah, everyone like, in general. Yeah, I just know as a. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Because you think about trauma wall, another trauma wall, trauma mm-hmm. wall. Oh, I got hurt wall, and you're never gonna live your best life if you don't start pulling those walls down. Adele, if you haven't seen her freaking concert in the Oprah interview go watch it. Like it's a perfect example of loving herself. Like she had to step back from everything, a marriage, um, this image that she thought she was going to have of this family that, you know, this, Mm -hmm. this image, but she was miserable because she wasn't loving herself. And when she learned to love herself, 
She's like, I won't sacrifice that ever again. I won't sacrifice my love for myself for anything or for anyone. And we always say that, like, mm-hmm. if you, you can't, if you don't love yourself, you can't love anyone else. And you're not going to let anyone love you if you don't love yourself. Because anything they say to you, you're not going to believe. Mm. Anything beautiful in you that they see and they call out, you won't believe because you don't see it. And you won't until you learn to love yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Learn to love yourself. Is that the takeaway? I just, I don't know. I just felt it like deep on my heart. Just, I just wanted to reiterate why we do this and, um, what it means to me, especially it's something I think about. I'm always thinking about what are we going to talk about? How are we going to make an impact? Um, what's relevant and, Sometimes I go a little angry, but it all is coming from this really deep part of my heart and it matters to me so much. I don't take this lightly. Yes, I want to have fun, but like I also feel this deep calling on my heart. So (laughs) if you are listening and you have not yet subscribed, um, Please subscribe, like this video, like the podcast, share it with someone who you feel would benefit from hearing this. Um, If you need to reach out, you know, we always do our best to message back. Sometimes people are messaging on that other Instagram profile, so I've got to remember to always go check it, Um, but I do get there eventually. Um, If you have a story to share, we'd love to hear it. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. Today was emotional. Uh, I don't apologize. <laughs> I think some of the best things come from just the vulnerability. I'm always about being vulnerable and being real. So I wanted to film tonight and not tomorrow because I was feeling it. Um, I'm not afraid to get vulnerable <laughs> or be open. And I just, I really hope that everything that was said today, it, it touches the person who needed it and needed to hear it. You are loved. You are perfectly made in the image of God. And it's going to get better one day if it's not right now. So, you got anything? (laughs) You had it all. I had it all. Yeah. Thanks for being my hype girl. (laughs) I love you. Thanks for listening and watching and coming back every week. We really do appreciate y'all. So, all right. Until next week, have a great one.